The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast, featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Hell. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. How many RPMs would it take for the Julio Copter to actually fly away, and how many fumbles would happen as a result? <laughs> Well, that's a trick question because you can only fumble once. If you're not having fun when your team is 11 and 2 and <laughs> back to back division titles for the first time in 50 years, then you need to stop watching. And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrook. All right, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping for dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you are getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot means it's a great deal. A yellow dot means it's a good deal. A red dot means it's kind of crummy. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? Uh, the promo code is ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Everyone, the prodigal son has returned. Kevin Held is joining us for the big draft extravaganza. Uh, Kevin? He's watched lots of tape. He's he's been watching tape. All all these shows that he hasn't attended, he's been busy watching tape instead of doing the show. So he is prepared. He's been at he's been at pro days. He's been at (laughs) private workouts. He's been working the phone lines with the coaches and scouts. Yeah. Um. So, Kevin, how how's life? Give us a quick life update. Um, let's, let's see. Get, let's, let's get a love life update in particular. <laughs> Started Here's going, well, uh, we go. uh, was dating one woman for a few months in the winter. Uh, that oh, that's, ended in that, that, that's done too. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that, that ended in February. Uh, nice, you know, very nice lady. I, I just wasn't, uh, just wasn't like feeling it long term so uh-huh. i thought well let me get out now at the three month mark instead of you know going on further <laughs> uh, I think and then uh yeah and i've gone on a few we've peaked shut it down <laughs> curtain i've gone, I think I've gone a on a few world. single dates uh a few solo dates with some ladies uh and uh yeah just seeing how this works out and you know, uh, hopefully there's a a long-term relationship uh, looming. 
That's wonderful. Andrew, you murdered the Easter Bunny <laughs> for your children this weekend, and you announced it on Twitter. No, no, ju- just my son. My my daughter's still. Son. Yeah, 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 yeah. So well, what? So you told your you told your son not to say anything to your. Daughter. No, no, like, well, first of all, I didn't want to put a bunch of eggs in the yard. I don't know. I just I get nervous about animals and stuff, you know. So, so I figured I'd do it in the morning, but. Um, I kind of got up late because I had too much to drink the night before. So, you know, I'm, I'm like hungover and I'm putting uh, eggs in the yard and my wife's trying to distract my son. Um, my wife! And, and uh, he sees me. And so he, he uh, asked my wife immediately. He says... My wife? Yeah. He says, wait, dad's putting eggs in the yard? Uh does this mean that Easter Bunny isn't real? And my wife just like breaks down. She doesn't know my what to wife. say. She's like, <laughs> if you believe it. Wow. She's, she's like, first time you've used that and it's been appropriate. I know. <laughs> but uh, she panicked and she didn't know what to say. So she, she just said, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not real. And I, I go back in there. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you should have just told him I was supplementing. Like, I don't know. Like, think of something. Like, figure it out. Like, God. Like, yeah, but uh, anyway, so he was kind of like crushed initially, but then he's like, ah, at least I still get the candy. It's all good. And then we kind of sold it to him like, sorry, um, am I still, uh, can you guys still hear me? Yeah, I can hear okay. you now. Sorry. So uh, anyway. The bottom line is uh, he knows and he's disappointed, but, you know, he turns nine next month. He turns nine next month, so it was a good run. Well, so, but my question was, is, I mean, obviously your son's a pretty intelligent kid, I'm I'm, I'm sure. So, you know, he he didn't make, he he hasn't made the, the jump between the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus, and he hasn't questioned, you know, he didn't say, well, wait a minute, if the Easter Bunny is real, what else isn't real? <laughs> yeah, so good question. I was worried about that, but so far that has not been brought up. And how, how old is he? Nine. He'll be, he'll be nine next month. A bad time. <laughs> so the like, thing is like, I love like, about- like you want to stretch Like, you want to stretch that out. You want to stretch that out until he's at least. At least twelve before everybody get out of here. Nobody's nobody is gonna be twelve and still believing in the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus. That's too old. That's like you're in high school. No, you're not in fucking high school at twelve. Seventh grade. Eighth grade, yeah. You're not in eighth grade, Dan. You're in you're in sixth grade. Uh, I don't think so. That's 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 old, man. I don't know. Brother, I grad brother, I graduated eighth grade in nineteen ninety-four and I was fourteen. Actually I wasn't fourteen, I was thirteen. I Right, so, right. So twelfth, seventh grade. I learned when there was no Santa when I was eight and my parents had Santa write me a letter telling me why I couldn't get a drum set, but they put it on my dad's stationery. Mm, rookie mistake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, it's on dad's stationery. Yeah, this is this is why uh drum set. This is why Elf on the Shelf writes everything in all caps left handed. 
So I love the fact half of the people listen to the podcast love that we just ramble on our life and give an inside look at, to all our uh, inner workings day to day that's not Saints related. The other people are like, get to the fucking Saints news. Well, there's well, no, no real Saints. Exactly. So that's why that's why I can interject here. What you guys need to do is take an architecture class and learn how to do that architecture block printing. And that way it's completely <laughs> indistinguishable. And it's just like, why does Santa Claus write in all capital letters? I can't even sign my own name, much less do that. My kid's going to know there's no Santa, like, probably next week. My kid. My kid. Uh, so. <laughs> just, by, just by the way, how it's done in the Cariello household, I don't mean to blow your mind or anything, but, you know, you can just type up a letter and print it out. <laughs> Fucking idiots! <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe you people are handwriting stuff. You're all this? amateurs. What is this? The 1880s? Kid, Jesus! <laughs> Get a printing press. Um. Yeah, Dave so... probably has a typewriter specifically for this. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, is I, I type out and print out the stuff, the communications from the fictional, from the fictitious characters uh, that I we're all pretending exist. Uh, I don't handwrite something and potentially give myself away. That's why you own your own business, Dave. We work <laughs> for the man still. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's draft week, and uh, there's hot takes of flowing on the internets, the Twitters hot everywhere. Sizzling. Hot takes, opinions everywhere. Um, so we'll get to the draft, and we'll get we'll get to the uh, worst Sean Payton decision bracket. We have the first round to compete. We'll get to that in a little later. But it's draft week, and the Saints have no picks. Um, but uh, we have an expansive um, budget here. Uh, now, so we did draft pr- profiles, and we've been giving them to you uh, a couple at a time, but we have three left to give you. And we, we decided we sent Andrew around the country with the new budget that we have to get inside information. Uh, if you listen to the podcast this morning, that was uh, a bonus one, but you should subscribe and be able to get the daily podcast. It's only $7 a month. Do it. Um, so we have... A couple more spotlights to give you. So me and Andrew tried to figure out like what Saints players, what players in, in the draft would possibly be picked by the Saints or, or actual options. And Andrew was like, I've always wanted to go to Boston. So we sent him up to to, Mass, to UMass, to Amherst, and he scouted Andy Isabella. And he got some inside information from some weird sources, and we got him on the clips interview. I talked to a lot, of math, a lot of mass holes. Yeah. Ooh, so well, we got some another weird... another Italian. That's that makes me excited. What position does he play? He plays wide receiver. Oh, now we got we have a, an and, Italian on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Now. So here we go. Andy gets and, his hands. Andy Isabella. Today's Saints Happy Hour Draft Day Spotlight is Andy Isabella of the University of Massachusetts. The small, fast, gritty. 5'8", 188-pound Isabella was literally born to be a New England Patriot. If the Saints want Isabella, General Manager Mickey Loomis 
may well have to enter the octagon and have a steel cage death match with Bill Belichick for the right to draft the UMass wide receiver. At Saints Happy Hour, in the famous words of Tony Montana, I got ears, John. I hear things. And one NFC North scout hears Belichick is going to scoop Isabella up. Hey, now listen to me. The only thing Bill Belichick loves more than mumbling at a press conference is getting massages with Patriots owner Bobby Kraft and drafting obscure midget white dudes, turning them into useful NFL players. He also loves dudes with chick last names. Don't forget they had Patricia coaching their defense. I'd bet my entire 401k fund Patriots draft Isabella round three. Andy Isabella's 4-3 speed, combined with his 100-catch senior season, give Isabella a The World Is Yours Saints Happy Hour draft a score of 7.7. This has been the Saints Happy Hour Draft Day Spotlight. See, I mean, you're not getting, Kevin, you're not getting that kind of draft analyst anywhere else. No, I mean, not at all. I, I mean, you're <laughs> hard out, okay? I I'm I I was really impressed with the you know the overlaying of sound the the phone call with the music with the the other speech in the background. Did you like the fact that it was? I the mean, Scarface, so many levels. The so Scarface theme. Oh yeah. He's never seen that movie. He no, has, I, no, he has I, no idea what that was. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually true. It's really <laughs> I I know. Say hello to my little friend. That's what I know. <laughs> The best part is, though, I was reading quotes from actual scouts today, Kevin, and I don't think the made-up ones that we did are outrageous enough. Like, the real scout quotes are fucking insane. But if the Saints did happen to draft a white slot white receiver, Kevin, would he sell more jerseys? Than Jeremy Shockey or Scott Fujita. Uh, I'd say he's definitely going to sell more than Scott. Fujita. Uh, might might have to take a, might have to take at least half a season before uh, you know before you can determine if he's going to challenge the Shockmeister. Yeah, he needs five five NFL catches before, before that happens. <laughs> but he's Italian, so he'll probably be good friends with Anzalone. Uh, I gotta change the thing. You mean? You mean? I mean, the dream scenario is like uh, Isabella catches eight for ninety-five and two scores, and Anzalone has a fumble return for a touchdown. Then I can just put this on a loop for an hour, and we can just play this background music the whole show. That's my dream. Actually, uh, well, if it's that, then you got to play the uh, the powered up uh, Super Mario theme, then. <laughs> yeah, that. true. Well, hey, just just uh, so you guys know, Ninja Coordinator really likes our scouting. He says it's excellent scouting, and uh, Crescendo says, uh, "Wait, those scouting reports are parodies? They're no, they're not. <laughs> they're very real. They're very real. I, I mean, don't know what would make you think they're parodies. That is one hundred percent legit. Are you going to trust?" Mel Kuyper, or are you going to trust us? I mean, are you going to trust Atilia? You're going to trust us. We got two more to do. Um, but hey, I listen, Dave. To... Dave doesn't have a lot of hair, but it's better than Mel Kuyper's. 
<laughs> here's here's my question, and 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 you know the Saints don't pick until sixty two, uh, so I was trying to figure out. I was arguing with Andrew today, and I really think Kevin, the odds of the Saints trading down, and the odds of the Saints not trading up are about the same, which is about three percent. They'll do either, like. What are you what, talking about? What do you think? Is there any, like, I think a meteor they're hit. They're not hit. trading down. There is 0% chance they're trading down. Do you think it's more likely a You're meteor telling me that Sean Payne and Mickey Loomis are going to sit on their hands for an entire <laughs> first round, get all the way to 62. Be, first of all, they're not doing that. They're going to trade up. <laughs> but they're going to sit and wait till 62 and then patiently get to 62 and then say, not really feeling it. Let's move down. <laughs> I mean, that you, is this your first Kevin, time here? Kevin would really, Kevin would love that. No. Is this your first no. time here? First time watching the Saints? I'm just saying it's just it's just as likely that they do nothing as they trade down, which is oh. barely at all. But I okay. mean, do no. you think, Kevin? Do you oh, think well, a bad. meteor meteor hitting the Earth is more likely than the Saints trading down? Yeah, l- l- listen. You have a better chance of of <laughs> of 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 waking up any day, like any day for the next I don't know eighteen months, and on any random day, not worrying about what the president is tweeting, <laughs> than 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 you do of seeing the Saints trade down on 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 draft day. Like that, they're like they're not trading down. I am the I, listen. I I am the conductor of the trade down train, and it ain't happening. <laughs> it's not that the, the train is decommissioned. The train is decommissioned. Man, I'm hot with the sound effects tonight. You know, you know what that just made me realize? We really haven't talked about Taysom Hill in a while. <laughs> we haven't. It, it happened. Listen, if 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 Lou Payton managed to not, uh, it, like, if somebody restrains them long enough to not trade up, uh, then then they're taking somebody at sixty-two. Here's my question. I don't think there's any doubt that they want to trade up. I think it's a possibility that, that it may not work out. But here's my question for you, Yeah, Dave. at which point they'll pick at 62. They're not here's, trading down. Here's my question, though, for you, Dave. How high can they go as far as a trade-up? How reckless and how, much, how many future assets would they be willing to give away? If I said to you... The Saints will will trade up, and they they will trade up. How high do you think they could get? Is it pick twenty? Is it twenty five? Is it thirty two? Where? How high do you think they could possibly go? Uh, yeah, I think we I think we talked about this a while ago. I think um, if if we're talking about we're talking about getting into the first round. Uh, I mean, they got to give up what they they're going to have to give up their first round next year. The right. first and 56 got them – a first-round pick in 2012 got them from 56 
in 2011 I don't, I don't, to I don't, 27. I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them trading up and to get into the first round. I see them trading up in the second round. I see them, you know, because obviously they're picking later in the second round. So they're going to have to go through the entire first round. And I think they're okay with that. Uh, but then obviously the next day they're going to have to go through the entire second round until the second to last pick or whatever, uh, or later in the round before they pick. So, I mean, as far as them trading up, I think what's more likely is they're going to trade up into like the, 50th spot or the 40th spot or something like that and to do that they're going to have to give up uh, you know i don't know they're going to have to give up something equal next year i would say and uh and then you know maybe a later round pick this year or something like that what i mean andrew if i said to you here's a hundred dollars where do you think they're, how high do you think they're going to go? Well, I think best case scenario is kind of like in the 24-25 zone. I mean, that's that's as high as they could get with the ammunition they have. And that would require saying oh, goodbye. God, that would be so dumb. Yeah, I mean, they'd have to give up the first for sure next year and then probably 62, you know. And, and depending on – I don't think that will be good enough to get up to 24. Like They'd probably have to give up a third next year too. Um, but, you know, then in the 27 zone, you know, I think that's where maybe just the 62 and the first would be in play. And so I think that, you know, between 27 and 32, that's where you have to be nervous. That's the zone where, you know, a first packaged with that second round pick, you know, could be in play for Loomis. Um, you know, after that, you don't get the guy for five years. So the 33rd pick, you know, then it's a four year contract. So I think the risk kind of goes down a little bit. And they at do three, but then I think at thirty-eight, you know, the value starts to come back, and I think you start to get nervous again. Kevin, they do a lot of business with New England. They've done a lot of trades with uh, Mickey Loomis. Has done. He did. He did the. Um, he did Brandon Cooks. He did Cedric Ellis. He did David Thomas. He did um, almost traded Pierre Thomas. Uh, they swapped Jonathan Sullivan for uh, a ham sandwich. Uh, so he's done a lot of business with Belichick. Um, the Saints are going to trade up. I mean, there's, I mean, there's almost no way. They, they can't go 61 picks without doing anything. Would they potentially trade a player, an asset? A, a, Ooh, uh, that's a good question. You know, they I mean – I'm sitting here thinking, like, would they do something crazy? Like, I'm, I'm just saying this, you know, trade like Mike Thomas or something, because you know they realize, you know, they've got Camara, they've got Thomas, they've got to pay both of these guys. Maybe they'd rather just trade while his value's high, somebody like that, and you know, stockpile a bunch of. I mean, just something crazy like that. Well, let's, which would be let's... so, which would, which would be, which would be so far out of the the norm for the Saints. I mean, I mean, I mean, that would be. You, you talk about like, you talk about blindsides. You know, uh, th- that would. Th- that's not even. You know, this this is this is fantasy as far as we're concerned. Talking about this now because something like that would never happen. The Saints would never do something like that. I mean, they traded Graham out of nowhere, right, Kevin? So it's, I guess it. They have done it. Not but, on draft day, though. No. But, Kevin, what's your – since we're all in agreement that they're going to move up, and since you have, have 
obviously laid out your desire, Mr. Trade Down. You you lead the locomotive on that. Uh, what is your doomsday scenario, assuming they trade up? How much assets would they give away where you would be like, oh my God, they did what? Like how many ass- yeah, how many assets will crack will, will make you cringe even though you're expecting them to trade up? What will make you cringe and not happy and possibly throw something at your TV? Right. If they if they do, I mean, if they obviously if they did the insane thing and traded somebody like Mike Thomas, yeah, like that would be insane. I I I, I like that would be nuts. But if we're just talking like draft pieces. Yeah, I think if they moved high, like into that early twenty range in the first round, and they gave up, you know, a number, you know, next year's number one, which I'm I'm assuming they still have that. So if they gave up next year's number one and like a number three for next year, and then one of their I don't know sixes for this year or something, and then it's like they're only left with three picks from this year, and and like five for the following year, then yeah, I'd probably be a, uh, a tad miffed. I mean, the thing that I, I think is going to happen, which is going to be so annoying. You guys know this is coming. They're going to give up a third round pick next year to move up like five spots. They're going to go from 62 to 57. And it's just going to be so <laughs> annoying. Cause it's like, really, yep. really that's, you that's gave up a saying. third round pick to move up to get that guy. Like he could have fallen to you at 62, maybe, you know, and like Sean Payne will go, go on the mic. He's like, we're like, this is the guy, like we had a vision for the player and this is the guy we wanted all along. And, you know, we just felt like we had to go get him because we heard that green Bay was interested or whatever. And they were three picks ahead of us. And so it's just like, that will be like, it'll happen. It'll be like, great. Like we're kind of happy. They got the guy they wanted, but we'll just be so annoyed. Like we gave up a third round pick next year just to move up five spots. You, you uh, just... for, for reference, the Colts are three picks ahead of the Saints. <laughs> I think the I think I think the spots to watch are fifty six because the New England has that pick from the Bears, and I just said that it blew a lot of business with New England. I think thirty two is a spot, and I think any one of those Raider picks, first round picks that are later, I think the Raiders are just. They don't one, they have a ton of picks and they're doing a total rebuild. Second of all, like they're doing crazy shit. Like they locked the scouts out of their building and stuff. Like it's just it's just Mike Mayock, John Gruden and like sixty it's like sixty Hooters wings and like a case of beer and they're just gonna do the draft themselves. Like they booted everyone out the room. So uh that could get weird. So that, that Well, I tell all... you what, the Raiders have the Raiders have pick thirty five. Oh yeah, so, there you go. I mean, if the Raiders do have if the Raiders really do a, a lot of spots to trade, you know, you could move up that early in the second round. Peyton and Gruden are boys, just saying. I, I was just about to say that Peyton and Gruden are buddies. You know, it would be weird for them to trade up for offensive linemen, but Dave is offensive linemen like a sneaky need for the Saints as far as like depth and what they wanted? You know, Pete's on his Pete's on the last year of his deal. Um, 
Armstead is hurt all the time. So is is offensive line sort of a sneaky need for the Saints? If by sneaky you mean a very obvious need that they really really need, um, yes. It <laughs> but is. would they it's trade? Would they, tr- would they? Would they burn as? You know, since we're all in agreement that they're going to move up. Would they no. burn a lot no. of 2020 assets to move up to get an offensive lineman? No, I feel like they only burn assets for sexy picks like Camaras and, uh, <laughs> you know, whoever else. Yeah, Thomas no, Morstead. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So speaking of offensive linemen, we sent Andrew to Norman, Oklahoma to profile uh, Cody Ford, uh, offensive lineman uh, from Oklahoma. So here's, uh, Andrew, here's our report on Cody Ford. This week's Saints Happy Hour Draft Day Spotlight is Cody Ford of Oklahoma. The 6'3", 329-pound lineman has the potential to disappoint Saints fans at guard and tackle. He is nasty and overpowering with strong blocking and body armor. One Big 12 opposing coach was impressed with Ford's dedication to the revolutionary no-bath power pyramid training method. Hey man, listen. People think the no-bathing pyramid thing during football season is gross or maybe bullshit analytics. But I'm telling you, Ford smelled so bad, two of our defensive tackles passed out playing against them, and they needed smelling salts just to wake up. One of those two guys said he smelled so bad it was like a dead bird covered in sewer water that had a pack-of-day cigarette habit. Ford's aroma of success give him a Saints Happy Hour Draft Day Spotlight score of 8.3. This has been the Saints Happy Hour Draft Day Spotlight. Uh, wait a minute. Now, now, Kevin, I don't know I don't know if you agree with this or not, but all these different uh, scouts that they've that that Andrew was able to get, they all sound alike. Well, here's the thing: because of the donations, and also wait, 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 wait. You know, you know what else is weird? They also hey, they d- have... don't blame me. I'm not. You know, the Rooney Rule exists for a reason. It's not my <laughs> fault. The NFL keeps hiring all these middle-aged white guys. They all but, sound the same. But well, they let all, me say this. Wait, no. wait, but but also what I'm noticing is that they all also have the same penchant. To, to really be able to make these really obscure, silly um, metaphors, um, you know, <laughs> almost that Ralph makes all the time. I don't know. It's really weird. It's really weird. I well, mean, here's the, the, thing. The, the bird that hadn't taken a bath that had a pack-a-day habit. It just sounds like something Ralph would say. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We, with the, the, the donations from people, we have the technology to to, 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 to uh, digitize all the scouts' voices and make them sound like Andrew, that's the technology. It's really high tech. Right? Yeah, seven dollars yeah. a month. Do it. Listen, it's great. I mean, listen, we're saving jobs here. We are. We're saving jobs. Uh, and to know that we put all these potentially fake profiles together uh, while I was home alone drinking. It's what else am I going to do on a Friday night? But I'm not saying they're fake. But if they were, that's when I would have done them. Um, you know what the worst thing that, that could possibly happen to this podcast would be? Is if Ralph all of a sudden got friends that he could like hang out with. Because then it would it would be it would be all over. It's true. It is true. It, it is over. true. If if I if I actually would would be able to do things on, on Friday or Saturday night and not just sit in front of my laptop 
looking at going down YouTube rabbit holes of Scarface sound clips and downloading the theme to Airwolf. Like if I could do, if I could find better outlets and better hobbies, uh, this podcast would completely fall apart. It's a good thing that'll never happen for us. <laughs> it's right. When you have a kid, it's done. It's yep. done. It's, it's over with. Um, so before we get to the rest of the Sean Payton worst decision bracket, uh, I want to go around the horn and not do necessarily a mock draft, but and you don't have to give me a name because no one gives a shit about the the draft when the Saints have no picks. We're not reading Mike Dettelier's great draft book or Mel Kiper or whatever, so you don't have to give me a name. But give me a position that you're gonna you're gonna be paying attention to, and you're gonna like you're. I don't know what to call it, Kevin. Like the 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 Mickey Loomis trade warning flag or whatever is gonna like go on alert. Like if you if you see what positions are you gonna be looking at and saying, oh, bunch of those are available, or this is available at 25. Oh shit, it's really gonna happen. The Saints are gonna move. What sort of storylines are you going to be looking for that's going to make you start to really perk up and expect the trade-up that we know is coming to happen? Uh, I think if there's a run on wide receivers. Like, I know the Saints, you know, got... I know the Saints, you know, brought on or, like, kept Des Bryant and they brought in Brandon Marshall and stuff. Uh, But, but like, with the paranoia, like... you know, if there's paranoia about, oh, my God, could Mike Thomas, like, would the Saints consider parting ways with Mike Thomas because of the impending uh, big contract? I, you know, maybe they get a, a wide out with the first pick that they get. Dave? Uh, what, same question? Uh, I would yeah, say, like, you know, I, I mean, like, if... if um... Uh, I guess sort of similar answer to Kevin, you know, if uh, if there's a whole bunch of wide receivers that are left on the board late first round, early second round, uh, you know, a bunch of guys that most people thought were going to uh, get drafted earlier, but they wound up dropping. Uh, that's when I can see, you know, the Saints definitely making a move. So that would be a storyline. Andrew, I want you to answer because I think you're going to go in a different direction. Uh, I'm not sure which direction you think I'm going to go in. You mean in I terms mean, of position? You, no, I mean, what do you, when, when are you going to be like, okay, the trade, the trade, the trade is about to happen when you're watching oh, the draft? Yeah, no, well, I, I think it's, it's not so, you know, if you look at last year where they moved up to get Davenport, I felt like Davenport was really the last guy left that was any good at that position, a defensive end. And they were desperate to get a defensive end. And so, they were like, all right, well, we got to go up and get him because there's no one else that we're going to be happy with. So we need to go ahead and make this move now because he's like the last guy we like. So they went ahead and they did that. So I, I think it's not going to be one of these positions that's deep in the draft. Defensive end and tight end, those are potentially needs. But I think this draft is pretty deep at those positions. And so the Saints won't feel like they have to panic draft a guy. But receiver, for example – maybe a little not quite as deep. And so I think the Saints could maybe panic and say, okay, like the top two or three guys are gone and really we'd only be happy with the fourth or fifth best guy. And after that, like there's a huge drop-off. So that's that's when, you know, one of those positions I think 
they would maybe panic trade and move up. But, you know, there, there's kind of two guys. I mean, I, I think it's unrealistic that Herb Smith and uh, the defensive end from Louisiana Tech, Jalen Ferguson, I think it's unlikely those two drop to 62, but I kind of have my eye on those guys. And um, the guy we did the draft profile on, Andy Isabella, um, I think Mel Kuyper, it's either him or McShay. One of them had this, Isabella going to the Saints at 62. So, you know, those are three that I could see happening. Um, but, um, you know, Paris Campbell, I mean, he's another guy, Ohio State receiver. Uh, they love their Saints, Ohio State Saints guys. So. team. It's just so hard, man, though. Like, it, when you're picking at 62, it's just you have no idea who's going to be gone. You have no idea what's going to be available. So you, you really just have to see how it plays out. But, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the Saints have kind of kept it close to the vest this year, and we really don't know who they like. Yeah, my biggest fear is I just don't want them trading up for a tight end. I feel like rookie tight ends never amount to anything. Even like Gronkowski, he only caught 40 balls, and Jimmy Graham only caught 30. So, like, if the Saints give up a 2020 first-round pick to go get one of those tight ends from Iowa or whoever, or even Irv Smith Jr., like, they're not going to be that good. Like, history tells you that. And they need a dude who's going to be – if you're going to burn the 2020 number one, I want a guy who you're going to plug and play, and he's going to be good. Like, in, in history of tight ends, they just, like, maybe he's a unicorn, but if Rob Gronkowski wasn't a rookie unicorn, I doubt anybody in this draft's going to be. So tight end would really make me mad. I'm not saying that I would throw something and break my TV – but I might start drinking even more heavily than I plan to. Um, so that concludes our, our draft. Eric interview. Corley in our chat says that Mitchell Hardman is, uh, is, is a good one. He's a good prospect that he likes. He, he must be related to Phil McRavis. <laughs> so um, we had to get to – uh oh we have what I have but we have one more we have one more draft profile and then we'll do the Sean Payton bracket and 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 Andrew mentioned him Jalen Ferguson of Louisiana Tech Today's Saints Happy Hour Draft Day Spotlight is Jalen Ferguson of Louisiana Tech Saints fans expectations for the 6'4 271 pound defensive end Ferguson will be so high he could go to the Hall of Fame and still be disparaged as a failure. Ferguson can convert speed to power and once ate 37 Krispy Kreme donuts in a single sitting. One AFC scout gushed to Saints happy hour like a schoolgirl when talking about Ferguson. I absolutely love this guy. He's almost too good to be true. He's like football Viagra. I was talking to Andy Reid, and he's as excited about this guy as he was about Taco Charlton. Granted, he did think that was the new Mexican restaurant about to open. Jalen Ferguson's YouTube highlights will make you need a cigarette and a nap. Ferguson gets the first ever perfect Saints Happy Hour draft day score of 11.6. This has been the Saints Happy Hour draft day spotlight. Mean perfect score. If the Saints get him at 62, Andrew, we might have to have a parade. Um, so the perfect score is 11.6. That's right, Dave. The, the draft like score rating. is QB it's rating. complicated mathematical formula that involves fake scouting reports, alcohol, cocaine, and the airwolf theme. And 11.7 is the 11.6 is the perfect score. I don't know what to tell you. It's science, man. Uh, so 
Sean Payton's worst move bracket. We got the bottom half of the bracket to do. Uh, the number two seed, uh, Jarris Bird, um, versus uh, Tyler Mayhoff. Um, Taylor Mayhoff. Not, not even close. Not Ta- even close. Taylor Mayhoff. <laughs> Versus not going to work here anymore. <laughs> um, I actually have a Jarris Bird 30-second uh, profile on, in his seed. Jarris Bird is the Sean Payton's worst decision tournament bracket, number two overall seed. The Saints gave Bird the richest safety contract in NFL history, thinking he was the final piece to a Super Bowl. Bird was the final piece for the Saints Super Bowl dreams, like that exercise bike you bought late at night was the key for you to get in better shape. The only difference is you could hang dirty clothes on that $800 bike. Bird was completely useless, except for that one time when he collided with Keenan Lewis so the Titans could score a touchdown. I had to watch that play like four times because I was drunk while I was doing these. I had to figure out who he collided with. Just so you know. Bird Legs Lewis. Um, <laughs> Bird <laughs> So, so uh, you know, the, I, I feel like you can't bring up Taylor Melhaff without uh, bringing up the joke about how he missed so many kicks in London that the Saints basically just left him there. They're like, nope, and not allowed back on the plane. I made, I made that joke, and he tweeted at me. He did? Yeah, he did. I made that joke when I did a, a, a call. I get a column going through every one of Sean Payton's kickers, and uh, I made that joke, and he tweeted at me. What did he I say? I was sad though because he didn't have as many followers as me. I figured he'd be bigger, bigger time. I'd get the, well, the social exposure. I did not. He's a kicking he... assistant coach for Wisconsin. Ralph. Oh yeah, you guys lost them too. Yeah, yeah, we're back. Okay. So yeah, I was just saying that that Tyler Melhoff he tweeted at me and uh, he didn't like my joke. Oh, so he was mad. Not really. I mean, he was a little. He was a little. He was a little sensitive, but he got over it. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, what do you do, dude? You missed like a hundred kicks. You're lucky they didn't drop you out the plane without a parachute. I mean, what do you want me to take? I'm going. I'm going. Jarris Bird against all odds. Jer- <laughs> Jarris, I'm going Bird too. Kevin, who you got? Yeah, I'm going Bird because you know, yeah, like Melhaps didn't like work out, but he was a sixth round pick, and cutting him or getting rid rid of him allowed the Saints to get Garrett Hartley. Sure, that's true. So I'll, I'm going to go Birdman. Dave. It could only be Jarvis. <laughs> the number 15 seed, Olin Krutz, versus number 18, Dan Morgan. Kevin, who you got? Olin Krutz, period. I almost I, I almost just blurted out Olin Krutz before you even said Dan Morgan. 
Cruz is interesting. I vote him, too. He told a story on the Dan Lebertard show that he got into a brawl in the Saints locker room, and Drew Brees tried to pull him off, whoever he was beating up, and he almost punched Drew Brees square in the face. I think if he'd have done that and injured Drew Brees, I think he'd have ended up dead. I think he'd be at the bottom of Lake Pontchartrain. So I'm going to go Olin as well. Andrew, who you got? Yeah, I mean, Morgan's just funny because he tried to come back to training camp with the Saints like two or three times, and each time he would do a training camp for like two days and then retire again. So it's kind of the running joke. But, uh, I mean, Olin Krutz, man, I think – I don't know that it's like a – well, it was a terrible decision, but like I I just thought, you know, when, when, when a team elects you as captain, and your play is so terrible that you get benched and you just decide as a team captain that you're just instead of like imparting your wisdom and helping teammates by sticking around and helping in any way that you can, even though you're not good enough anymore for you to just abandon the team, retire and leave in the, or early in the season, I just think is the ultimate bitch move. And I, I like, I can't think of Olin Cruz without getting angry. He gave Brian De La Puente a job. True. So are we, are we all in agreement? Olin Krutz goes through? I haven't voted yet. You go vote. You vote. It could only be Olin. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, all right, actually, Kevin. Wait, wait. No, actually, I'm kidding. I'm actually voting Dan Morgan. What? What? Well, that's three to one. I mean... But he was concussion in human form. Am I um, the only one that? You know, Fumi once shame on me. Fumi twice shame on you, or no, vice versa. I think I was blogging at the time, or both times, and I think I just copy and pasted the original <laughs> article that I wrote when Dad Morgan retired. <laughs> For the second oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, anyway, yeah, 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 exactly. I just, yeah, I just, update, I just updated the timestamp <laughs> like a year. Well, SB Nation, you get what you pay for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Timely, solid dig. So, Kevin, you get to start this one off. Number seventy seed Stephon Anthony versus the number twenty-six seed Adrian. Peterson. I'm so glad Kevin's here for this. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? It's a tough call, Kevin. Hang if, on. Because Stephon Anthony yeah, was a number wait. one pick. Ugh. Wait a minute. Why? Kevin, are you there? Kevin? I don't know. Yeah, he was just... He's showing video. We can see video of Kevin right now. I think he. I think he was so disgusted that you uttered the words Adrian Peterson that maybe he'll come hey, back. We were just looking um, at his pants. I'm glad you. I, I yeah. want to say I'm glad you were wearing pants, Kevin. Yes, thank God. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, Adrian Peterson. Uh, if any of you sons of bitches even think about voting anybody else. <laughs> I'm booking. <laughs> I and I'll like book you a flight so we can meet 
so we can meet in Tele- uh, Temecula. <laughs> Andrew, who you got? Uh, <laughs> I'm taking Stephon Anthony. I mean, he's the number one pick, man. Adrian Peterson. I hope that 56-year-old you fucking play in tennis smokes you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's nothing but pure and simple old-fashioned communism. I feel like, here's the thing. Like, I feel like Adrian what Peterson. What the hell was, did that soundbite have to do with anything? Uh, who knows? <laughs> I just like to play it. I, the thing with Adrian Peterson is I... Like, he was a terrible pickup and was a bad idea, and we kind of all knew this would be a bad idea. But, like, the thing is, he was kicked to the curb because Camaro was freaking awesome out of the gate. Like, he was so amazing. There was no place for Adrian Peterson, and they flipped him for a pick. So, it's like, I mean, it was a low investment. They got another rookie that was way better, and they got a pick for him. So, like, I don't really feel like it was that big of a disaster. Stephon uh, as a first-round pick was a disaster. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Them picking Stephon Anthony didn't drive me to stop watching football. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally did not watch any fucking – like, honestly, them bringing Adrian Peterson on, that, that spurred me to, like, stop watching, stop caring – pay as little attention as possible and even when they did finally get rid of him i i i still was like there were still a couple of games that i bet that i didn't watch all of what do you think that 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 move that move that really damaged my ability to enjoy football for a long time but it didn't. It didn't redeem them a little bit that they got a draft pick for him. Your favorite thing. I mean, I was a little happy that they that they got something out of his carcass. But you know what? The guy hit his kids in the testicles with a fucking with a fucking stick. So, you know. What do you think was how? What do you think Adrian Peterson's longest run with the Saints was? Eight yards. Uh, I would say when Sean Payton said, get the fuck out of my face on the sideline. <laughs> Close. It was 11. I guess it's four. No. He had 27 carries for 81 yards. I was I was really thinking it was going to be nowhere near an 11-yard run. I don't, I don't remember him doing anything except getting stuffed repeatedly. Um, I'm now Hamilton, Hamilton had better numbers. I'm going to go... Adrian Peterson, just because wow. we got to keep him going through. I know Stephon Anthony was a bust, but I personally blame Stephon Anthony being terrible on Joe Vitt uh, being a terrible coach. Uh, so that's my opinion. So I'm going Adrian Peterson. Dave, who you got? Stephon Anthony. No, oh, it's 2-2. Two, two. You know, Send it out to the peoples, Andrew. Well, no, no, no. Let's just uh, let's do it in the uh... – Let's do it in the chat. Chat. Next person to uh, respond, Stefan Anthony or Adrian Peterson breaks the tie. That's terrible. <laughs> Kevin is. Kevin might have to quit our and, podcast and, now. And just just so you know, if you type uh, Anthony, Kevin will hate you forever. <laughs> so that might inspire this- more. Kevin, Kevin, if Adrian Peterson wins, he goes on. You don't want Adrian Peterson to win anything, do you? 
seriously, someone in the chat room, type a name. Oh, Stefan so, Anthony. Thank you, Andrew West. Aww, it's Andrew done. West, you're dead to me. <laughs> I will not watch any of your football games, Anthony. <laughs> or Andrew, whatever the hell. <laughs> All right, so the next one, Andrew, I'll give you the – you can kick this one off because you thought of this uh, bracket, this matchup. Number 10, Delvin Bro's leg versus the 23 seed, Paul Kruger. Who you got? All right, well, I'll go with the second one first. Paul Kruger was so annoying because the Saints tried to get him in free agency and they failed because – was it the Browns or the Ravens? Who paid him a ton of money? The Browns. The Browns paid him a ton of money to get him from the Ravens and Sean Payton was really butthurt because he wanted him so bad. Um, but then he was – terrible for them so then the pain was like oh we got to go get him we got to go get him that this is my guy and lo and behold no surprise he was terrible so oh and they I, didn't have any cap space so they had to do the the mickey loomis special affordable years inside of yeah. years yeah so he, he, he i think they're still paying him yeah but i mean obviously this is no match for the delvin bro leg situation where uh bro first of all breaks his leg misses half the season, comes back, is terrible, breaks it again. And you know, he's in training camp, and, and he's like, Coach, I can't run. Like, something's wrong with my leg. And he's like, nope. Doctors uh, looked at it. They say you're fine. Get out there. And so he tries to go out there, practice, and he's like, I, I can't do it. I can't run. And uh, so the medical staff is like, he, he looks fine on, on his X-ray. So he gets a second opinion. <laughs> his leg is broken, which causes the Saints to fire their entire Oshner staff, medical staff. And, uh, oh, so, oh, by the way, is the team sponsor. I mean, that, yeah, so they're forced to use their doctors. So, I mean, that situation was one of the strangest, most ridiculous things that happened in the whole Sean Payton era. Uh, I think this is a dark horse to maybe win it all. Did we lose Ralph again? We might have lost Ralph again. Oh, I muted myself. Oh, oh my God. We're on brand. You we are, are the on, worst. We are on brand tonight. So I was going to say. Uh, you got to edit Paul that shit Kruger, out. Kruger, he annoyed me. His hair was so trash. It was like a knockoff white snake, 80s white trash long hair, not the flowing, beautiful Fabio Anzalone long hair. Uh, and Paul Kruger was just. When they got him, we were like, well, he can't be any worse. He, he's got to be better than what they have, and he wasn't. That's how shitty he was. <laughs> he was even worse, yeah. He was even worse. So I'm going Delvin Bro's leg, and for the Saints to, to fire their medical staff, who was also a sponsor of the team, was just extraordinarily and funny as hell. And Dave – validated something that you had been complaining about even before the misdiagnosis of Delvin Bro's leg that the Saints medical staff was indeed shit. That's true, and that's why I'm going to be voting for Delvin Bro's leg. Now, they've just fired some of the doctors, but 
Ochsner is still in charge of their medical staff and still involved with the team. So is this a clean sweep? Is this a clean sweep? Yeah. yeah. Kevin? No, I'm going Paul Kruger. <laughs> Why? Why are you still mad about Peterson? <laughs> okay. I will, Dave, neither, I will neither confirm nor deny that allegation. Here's Dave, you can kick this one off. Number three seed, Steve Spagnola versus the number 30 seed, Mike Ornstein Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, I don't know. What was so bad about the Ornstein friendship? I mean, Mike Ornstein got... Oh, I don't know oh, that he was oh, a I don't know that he's a convicted felon. Okay. Okay. So, Ornstein went to jail. But, but I mean, nothing really happened with Peyton. Uh, I mean, he just happens to know the guy. He, I think if I remember correctly from reading Peyton's book that, um, that Ornstein kind of helped... Helped Peyton organize a few things, you know, the week before the Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think the friendship as far as Peyton is concerned was valuable. Um, I mean, I know Ornstein was a shady guy. I know. Well, Ornstein. the NFL hates him and some right. believe that he made Bounty Gate worse. Well, because he was an employee, he was outside the building and he was accused of also throwing money down on the bounties. Wow. Um. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I still think the Saints would have gotten in trouble for that, regardless of him. Uh, so I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't really think Warren is that big of a deal um, as far as Peyton and the Saints are concerned. Uh, and it, at the very don't... least, you have to admit it's sketchy. Oh yeah, well of course. I mean, you know, uh, obviously. Sean Peyton That's... traffics in sketchy. He does. He really does. He runs with I that love kind the of guy, but he traffics in sketchiness. Right. You know, I, I also I meant to last week when we started this, I also meant to preface this entire tournament, uh, at least for myself. But I think I speak for all of us that, you know, we love Peyton and I don't think any of us would want our coach to be anybody else. But Peyton. Oh, I, oh, yeah. No, I agree that that needs to be stated because he makes it uh, fun, man. No other coach is doing this. I mean, this. just to be clear, we felt like this was a good time to do it because the team's been successful, and we can all kind of laugh like, oh, look at our lovable coach that's, you know. Yeah, we wouldn't do this after a losing season because, no. yeah. We wouldn't have like, the middle I, of the 7-9 like... sadness loop. <laughs> it's both like tongue-in-cheek, but also like these things all actually happen. So it's I, like... <laughs> I, I like. I would like to hope that, pay, that he listens to us on his way to work every day. Yeah. Uh, and he's and he's really laughing about this whole bracket. I mean, um, so anyway, but back to the brackets and Spagnolo. I mean, you know, it sucks Spagnolo because was bad. He, he well, was, you know, it sucks. Yeah, Ornstein may have been convicted of something, but Spagnolo has been convicted of worst defensive coordinator <laughs> in NFL history. Um, yeah, I mean, it sucks because he he was here during Peyton's suspension. Uh, so. You know, he. I, I feel like it's it's hard to judge, but you know, the Saints were the worst defense in the history of Dude, the league. The players that year. admitted that they didn't listen to him. They were like, yeah. they just tuned him out, and they were so, like, we're not doing this. I'm going. I'm going. He, he's the higher seed on, in this bracket for a reason. He's the fifth seed. Then uh, Ornstein's only the thirtieth. Uh, so, I'm going with Spagnolo. I'm going Spagnolo too, and the reason for that is. Even though Ornstein is bad, we the jokes. But here's the thing: when they hired Spagnola, 
it felt at the time like people were genuinely excited. I was. I was like, man, he coached the the defense for the Giants that won us that won a Super Bowl. He's a good defensive coordinator. He can he can he can get it better. He can improve it. When they hired Greg Williams and brought him in, he improved things. Spagnuolo will be good, and he was fucking terrible. Uh, Kevin, who you got? Spagnola. <laughs> clean, clean sweep. Clean sweep, baby. All right. Andrew, you can start this one out because you didn't know one of these. In the, I was stunned of your depth of Saints knowledge. You you weren't familiar with one of the, the two in this matchup. Number 14, Charles Brown versus number 19, Xbox Kid Movie Script. Yeah, so I didn't know what the Xbox Kid Movie Script was. I, I, had, no, I had no idea. Kevin dropped this in a text. He was like, oh, this should be in the tournament. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? What is Xbox movie kid kid movie so I, I didn't know and i so i obviously i read about it and yeah it's like you said i i consume saints news every day and somehow i totally miss this and logged you, every day and missed that that's amazing yeah. the way you were having desperate for content I mean, every single mind day. blowing i mean yeah. last last week place. last week he corrects me when i say cj spiller caught a uh, screen pass and he corrects me to tell me it's a fucking wheel route uh, but he doesn't fucking remember xbox kid unbelievable yeah i mean i don't know how i missed that but um yeah so anyway if you don't if you're not familiar you should read up on it but i guess sean payton after the saints won he, he the super bowl i think he created a movie script that he was like shopping to his hollywood buddies um and it was a movie about a kid in New Orleans after Katrina who was able to affect the outcome of NFL games with his Xbox, like playing his Xbox. And so he has the Saints win the Super Bowl on his Xbox and it makes New Orleans better. Who do you, if, so, you, if you're casting the Xbox movie, who, who are you casting? Like who's the kid? I mean, I mean his dad is obviously Will Smith, the actor. <laughs> Frankie Muniz? Is Frankie Muniz still available? Old, man. You got... No, no, no. No, no you, you can't. You can't do Frankie Muniz now because he has like a legit, he has like a legit uh, memory problem where like he got concussed so much that he has trouble remembering things. Uh, Why did Frankie Muniz get concussed so much? I I think he was in like a uh, like a racing accident or something. Oh yeah, he's in the cars, right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, but like, like he said in interviews, he doesn't remember Malcolm in the Middle. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, it's bad. And and if you oh and if you're gonna hire somebody for the Xbox kid, it's got to be the toothless kid from Stranger Things. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, wait, 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 wait! You dismissed that way too fast. You not seen Stranger Things? I haven't actually. We are terrible. I like it. It's only one of the seminal television shows on Netflix. So you're saying I should go for it? Yes. All right. yeah, especially, yeah. As, especially as you know, as an '80s kid. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah. All right, so this says the movie. The movie currently titled "The Xbox Kid" is about a boy from a poor family in New Orleans who starts controlling the outcome of NFL games through a refurbished Xbox given to him by his grandfather following a devastating hurricane. Peyton said he envisions the movie as both a sports film and an inspirational story about the city's recovery. I can't believe this movie didn't get made. 
I'm oh, I, yeah, so I thought it was the dumbest idea ever, but then I told my wife about it because I was like, "You, my I wife. never, my wife," um, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a pretty good idea. My wife. That movie could be awesome." So I, then I was wait, what? I was stunned. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. They didn't make. I'm stunned that, that Will Ferrell didn't make this movie. Like, it's good. Well, they I've did a, they, they did a Damian Wayans uh, movie where he was the Saints quarterback, Saints. and it was like a spinoff of Angels in the Outfield, and it was a Disney movie of the week. If that can get uh, made, Xbox Kid can get made. Is all I'm saying. Well, it never worked out. So clearly, his Hollywood buddy spit on spit on him. But um, so he's going up against that's going up against Charles Brown. A funny story about Charles Brown is years ago, Chris Long, who is now on the Eagles, uh, lived in my building. He still lives in Charlottesville in the offseason. Um, and he uh, he I, he booked his wedding band through me. So I, I know him a nice guy. But um, he uh, he every time he sees me, he knows I'm a big Saints fan. And so the first thing he always asks me every time he sees me is, Hey, how are the Saints looking this year? It's like his icebreaker at this point. It, it's so robotic now. But um, he uh, so he went up against Charles Brown in a game and sacked Breeze like four times. And I remember the following season, Ralph, remember like the Saints were trying to figure out who their left tackle was? And at the time, it was either Teron Armstead, this kid from – you know, Pine Bluff or whatever that was a third round pick, but a nobody that was like a year long project or uh, Jason Brown, the draft pick or complete uh, bust. from the Rams. Yeah. Complete bust, but he had played, or sorry, Jason Smith. And he had played with Chris Long um, or Charles Brown. And so he, he, he asked me, he says, hey, so, Hey, how are the saints looking this year? And I said, well, I don't know who our left tackle is going to be right now. The options are, your old teammate, um, Jason Smith, this rookie third-round pick we got who's from a small school, or Charles Brown. And he looks at me, and he just shakes his head, and he just goes, oof. He's like, Charles Brown, you better hope it's not him. <laughs> so so that was that was Chris Long's take on Charles Brown. But, uh, I mean, he was terrible. He was a second-round pick, uh, a huge disappointment. Um but drove you know, Sean Payton was, to say drove, drove Sean Payton to say in a game at the end of the 2013 season, after he was literally a human turnstile, and they asked Sean Payton why he put Armstead in. He's like, I had seen enough. I, enough was, was enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one's tough. For, I, I don't want to go first. This one's tough for me. I'm going Xbox Kid, man. It's a dark horse to win the whole thing. I know Charles Brown's bad, but I mean, Sean Payton, he could have been doing house Habitat for Humanity with Jimmy Carter or whatever. He's pounding out a uh, movie script on a on a ThinkPad or whatever the hell. Xbox Kid movie script. That's got to move along. Kevin, who you got? Oh, yeah. Xbox Kid movie script. Like, yeah, Charles Brown's a bad player, but it's like, I, man, like, you got to be gotta be something much worse to, to top the Xbox Kid. Xbox Kid could still get made if ESPN ever decided to do original programming again, like when they did the Playmakers, if they started to make movies. I think the Xbox Kid could still get made. Uh, so, Andrew, who you got? Dave, well, let Dave go first. Good Dave. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Charles Brown because uh, it's football-related. Uh, Xbox Kid never actually got made. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, what? Peyton had nothing to do in 2012 when he was suspended. I mean, you can't blame the guy for that. Come on. Yeah, I feel like Xbox also, Kid, I've Xbox seen enough. kid was That's a, a dumb yeah. Xbox Kid was a dumb, dumb movie that like never actually happened. Whereas like I watched Charles Brown. It happened. I had to live through that. <laughs> I'm picking Charles Brown, damn it. Yeah, you got it. Tied. All right, so chat room, uh break the tie, Xbox Kid or Charles Brown. Next next one. Uh, looks like, uh, if I try to bribe people to vote how I want and offer them free koozies and whatnot, is that, is that against the rules? No, but Charles Brown wins. AVL Saint (laughs) typed it first and he, I mean, he beat, uh, AVL Saint beat, uh, Xbox kid because Andrew Alvarez typed Xbox kid like set, like a second later. It was very close. This was a good one. And I think. This involves one of Dave's highest traffic things when he was on Canal Street Chronicles, when he was running that fi- fine site. Number six. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got a good joke here in the chat. Andrew West says, I think we can all thank Vicodin for Xbox Kid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, so number six, Jason David versus number 27, Al Woods. Dave, who you got? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll always have a, a fondness for Al Woods because after he was drafted, you know, he had like a whole social media team and they reached out and they were like ready to do. He was you know, so exclusive. excited when the Saints picked him too. Like he did, yeah, because he, he was from phone, LSU. He had a video. Yeah, yeah. And he let us post all that stuff uh, on his behalf. He like created an account. Um and uh, and then he promptly uh, got cut or didn't make the team or whatever. But um, he and wound went up on playing to be a half decent player. Yeah, at for different, what, different places. Yeah, I think the Steelers. He was at for a little while. Yeah, Tennessee. Um, but uh, but I mean, nope. Jason David is going to be. He's going to go far in this tournament. I don't see anybody. You know, it's going to take something tough to beat Jason David. Um, you know, I'll save all the all the typical Jason David jokes for later in the in the bracket, assuming he makes it that far. But uh, my vote is definitely going to be for Jason David. Mostly, be- I think mostly because it took, I don't know, it was like what three years? Three years he was here, and I feel like it it just took took a long time for them to 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 move away from and and move on. And uh, I guess. I don't know if that was just because there really was nobody else on the roster that would have been any better uh, or whether they just really thought that David was going to turn some corner and get better. But I feel like they stuck with him way longer than they than they really should have. Well, Al Woods played eight years in the NFL, so I feel like the Saints, the mistake of drafting him might have not been as bad as the mistake of cutting him. And I know that fans view Jason David as he was terrible and he was but is it worse what was your thing you said last week Dave is it worse that you were so terrible when you played or was it worse that you were so terrible you never even got on the field um I feel like Al Woods is worse because they cut a guy God damn it Ralph they cut a guy <laughs> who almost played a decade at the NFL and he was a fourth-round pick. Like, that's a horrible, horrible mistake 
that was compounded on a bunch of levels. And I like Jason David because he always stood up and took the shots after the game when he was fucking terrible and got roasted uh, like a like a uh, chicken. Uh, so I'm voting Al Woods. Kevin, who you got? Jason David. <laughs> this isn't this. This is not. It's not this rocket surgery. There is no need for Final Jeopardy music. This is literally like Family Feud, you know, like immediately buzzing in before the fucking question's even asked. Well, you know what? I don't even care what you guys say because I'm an LSU homer, and Get Al, the hell out of here. Al, Al Woods getting cut ruined LSU players for Sean Payton until Will Clapp this past year. So that's true. L- Sean Payton would not draft an LSU guy, refused to even look at those players after his Al Woods experience. So as an LSU fan, uh, that that situation makes me angry. Um, so I'm voting Al Woods. We have a tie. Somebody in the chat room, please please bring some sanity here. Yeah, I can't believe we're leaving. So chat room, Jason David or Al Woods, the next one to type it this up to breaks people. the tie. Terrible. Uh, this is like uh, we're still waiting. We're still waiting. What's Somebody, Jason David, or Al Woods, break the tie. If Al Woods advances, I'm I'm gonna be so happy. This would be hilarious. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. All right. What's the next? What's what's the I last? Some, I do have some good material for Jason David if he right. moves on. The, the on. last one in the first All round. All right. Number uh, Andrew Alvarez says Jason David, not even close. Right. Yes. Thank the you. Last one. Dave, you can start this one. Or, or Kevin, you can start this one. Number eleven, Stanley Jean Baptiste versus number twenty-two, Alinda Mare. This one's tough. Ooh. Now they gave up a pick for Mare. Well, your they did. Most, most hated thing, Kevin, besides Adrian Peterson. Huh. Man, that's a tough one because that was like that was in the the, the year they got it was. They, they drafted the Pirate, and they drafted the other linebacker from uh, Wake Forest, right? No, you're, you're getting your, your bad you're, – you're getting uh, Stanley Arno and Chip Vaughn. You're, you're confusing. Ah, gotcha. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you're merging all the bad Saints draft picks. That, that was last week. We talked about those guys last week. <laughs> oh, man. Well, screw it. I'm, I'm going to go Olindo Mario then. Yeah, Alindo Mari was weird because he was terrible. The Saints stuck with him. He got good and by the end of the year was okay and was kind of the kicker they thought he would be, but got hurt, I think, and then they wanted him to take a pay cut and he wouldn't, so they got rid of him and the kicker carousel continued. But Alindo Mari, it's hard, Andrew, because Alindo Mari actually cost them games. Stanley yeah. Jean Baptiste cost them games because they were desperate for a, a warm body at corner, and he couldn't even pull that off in 2014. Uh, this one's hard, man. I, I'm going to go Mari just because I never saw Stanley Jean Baptiste really be bad in a Saints uniform. I saw Mari miss kicks and cost the Saints games. So it's 2 nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I'm allowing a clean sweep here. Stanley Jean-Baptiste is one of the worst Saints picks. I mean, he was just terrible. He, he he was so bad, the Saints picked up 
what was it, Terrence Frederick or Travis Frederick? I, I can't. I don't even know his name. That's how bad he was. And he was starting they picked him against up the, off the street. They picked him up off the street, and he was playing ahead of Stanley Jean-Baptiste. Baptiste was so bad that some dude they picked up off the street was then immediately playing ahead of a guy who was in training camp, was in preseason, all that stuff. So he was awful, man. Stanley Jean-Baptiste is my pick. Dave? Uh, I'm definitely going with um, uh, Olindo Mare. Ralph, I think you, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. You know, Stanley John Baptiste, he was just another shitty draft pick that never amounted to anything. Olindo Mare uh, fucked some shit up. <laughs> he fucked some shit up big time. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going with Mare. Let me ask you this: If Baptiste was a uh, first round pick, would it have changed your mind at all? Uh, well, if he was a first round pick, yeah, instead of a second round, uh, yeah, it bumps him up a little bit, but they'd have had really. to have played him then. If he would have been a first round pick, they'd have had to play him, right? They would have had to, right? You can't, they couldn't have, uh, not played a first round. He like he'd have had a bit. He'd have he if he would have been a first round pick, he'd have gotten on the field at some point, right? I, I can't. And somehow he's still in the league, right? He's still getting checks, man. He's still getting checks because he's got the he's got the prototype size and speed you want at corner. He's still getting checks. Unbelievable. <laughs> so what's the what's the uh, so that's it? That's the first round, um, and we've gone really long tonight, but. Uh, Andrew, just I just want to before we get the second round game. This is just a couple of the matchups we'll have in the second round next week: the Greenbrier versus the Kevin Hauser pyramid scheme, Ducks in a row versus Nick Fairley's contract extension, Brandon Browner versus allowing Mike Cirillo in the building, and uh, Jarris Verd, Olin Cruz. I mean, the second round matchups are amazing in this tournament and we'll have it for you next week. Um, so this tournament, I hope uh, people are having fun with it, uh, with Facebook comments. No, next week, and, uh, next week we're probably going to need to talk about draft picks, right? Yeah. All the, the one draft pick they do when they trade everything to move <laughs> up. Like, um, so before we get out of here, I want to tell you about my bookie, uh, they are the number one site for online gaming, gambling. They're, booking, they're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code HAPPY25 when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down 100, you'll now get an extra 50 to play. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wager, there's something for everyone with the best player perks in the sports book business. They've been good to us. I know they'll be good to you. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G promo code HAPPY25 You pay, you win, you get paid. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, Kevin, it was so nice to have you back tonight. Uh, it's just amazing when you uh, you return. You're like the prodigal son. It's a real joy. Yeah. Glad I could be here. Kevin, you re- you really need to uh, help us finish this tournament, so I expect you to return. Yeah. So uh, that's 
it. We will have a special live draft day uh, live stream. We'll figure something out. We just don't know exactly what the Saints will be doing. Uh, so we'll figure that out. Be become a patron member, and that way you can get alerts better, and you'll know what we're doing later in the week. I can send you custom alerts, and you can know when we're doing live stream, when shows. Uh, uh, do it. Go to Patreon. Be a, pay a, be a subscriber by May 1st. You get a free beer koozie. It's awesome. So for Dave, for Andrew, uh, for Kevin, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.